Hi, and welcome back to Dear Mom, Love Daughter. We're here each week to discuss life's highs and lows through the lens of a mother-daughter relationship. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you find meaning and resonate with our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Dear Mom, Love Daughter to stay up to date on the most recent episodes. I want to talk about the fact that today, for the first time in our podcasting history, we are not physically together for the podcast. We are sitting in separate spaces, in separate homes, in separate states. And I've got a lot of emotions um, wrapped around this fact. And I'm wondering if you do too. And I'd really like to embark on an honest conversation with you about the um, broad range of emotions that come with the fact that you are not living at home. I think that it's a good idea to have this conversation and it's an interesting topic. It's a very relevant and current and raw topic for both of us. Granted that we haven't talked, we barely talked since I've been here. I've been busy moving in and you've been busy at work. So yeah, I think it's a, it will be interesting. Well, let me start with some questions because I feel like your desire to move out of the house and get yourself moved into your new apartment. You know, it came at a time where you didn't necessarily have to move into the apartment. And you clearly had your mind made up that you were going to move into the apartment now. And I I, I, I get it. I know that moving back home at the time that you did in the middle of March when you were supposed to be on a study abroad program, you know, it completely came out of left field um, as a result of the virus and everything going on. And so you living here for the month that you did was, again, a very unexpected and unplanned scenario. And we made the best of it. And I think we had a lot of fun with it. But you were determined to move out when you did. And I want to know why, what what drove you to make your mind up to do it now and how you're feeling about it. And if, um, you know, what, what, what were the feelings that kind of helped you with this decision? I think for one, it, everything, every reason had, aside from logistical reasons had to do with me thinking of thinking independently and me looking at my life independently. And maybe that's a different mindset that uh, the rest of the family had as now is now was a time that we are all together in a unit again. And I think because for about four years now, I haven't necessarily had that mindset. It doesn't mean I'm not thinking of others. It doesn't mean I'm thinking selfishly, but these years between 18 and 22 are your foundation years before you really hit whatever age you start to build your life and springboard and form your life. And for me, that's really difficult to do at home 
summers are my time. Usually they're the best time of the year for me. You know, all the summers in Israel, I was my at my happiest and working my hardest and then to be home and struggle. I don't know. I don't know. You felt a little stuck. Um, yeah, but no more stuck. I don't want to take away the sense that the entire world is stuck right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be crying. Why me? Because I'm, you know, again, I'm lucky enough to have this apartment and I felt like I was mentally and emotionally stuck and there was more that I could do with that. Well, I can appreciate those feelings that you're having. And I know that it must have been hard decision at the same time because you left home where I thought we were having a grand old time. (laughs) Every day was so much fun. Um, You know, I'm guessing that, yes, you would say, of course, that part was the hard part. Leaving all that was the hard part. But it was these other items that were really pushing me to kind of move on um, or move out because you want to try and have a sense of independence this summer, even if it's not going to be anything comparable to prior summers because you still can't go out and socialize and be at the beach and be in crowds and be at concerts like you would want to be. But you can at least still feel like you're owning your day and living an independent day without having to, you know, check in and like you said, kind of make sure that you're part of our unit is okay with your comings and goings, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I didn't feel inhibited at all at home. Like you said, we were all doing our own thing and, you know, we all had our time and our space to do what we wanted. I could cook when I wanted, what, what I wanted. And yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. There's some, there's something about having the emotional space to just be. I think that when you're with family, you feel some sort of pressure to feel or to not feel. You can't even allow that release of some things or recognition of some things to come up to the surface because you're in your childhood home or you're with your family. And I think something we've talked about before on here is you don't want your family to worry or you don't want your family to judge you because you want them to think that you're okay because you know that you're the most important person to them. And I think that not even the specific situation, but any time that I've reached for independence or freedom anywhere, it's the element that I get to create something that is my own with lack of judgment. That's a cool way to think about it. I like it. And I can appreciate, um, so on the, I guess what I should say is that, or what I want to say is that on the one hand, I'm super sad that you're not here and that I don't see you every day and get to look out the window and see you doing an exercise class, (laughs) just knowing that you're kind of about somewhere, 
you know, or cooking a meal with you or what, you know, whatever it is, you know, you know, there's a, there's a little hole in my life right now with you not here. And so, um, I think it would not be fair if I didn't express that sadness at the same time. I'm not saying that because I want you to feel one tenth of an ounce of guilt over leaving. Um, I honestly am so happy for you that you are doing what you want to be doing and in the way that you want to do it and that you're, you are having this opportunity to have some time and space and freedom because I think it's important for someone at your age to kind of learn that sense of independence and to be forced to kind of fend for yourself a little bit and make decisions for yourself without checking in or having somebody judge it, like you said. So I'm super proud of you. And um, and I I struggle with you not being here, but ultimately I think it's great it sounds weird for me to say, but it's kind of, it's cool that you're not here too. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I uh, liked what you said about fending for yourself. And I think that's a big part of, part of why I left is a, something that is definitely true and consistent at this phase of life for me right now is the fact that I've, I'm constantly switching locations and uh, jobs and different tasks and what I'm doing and um, mind mindsets, general mindsets, whether I'm doing an internship, whether I'm studying abroad, whether I'm studying in school. Um, and it's just super dynamic. And then to be stuck at home felt really stale. And I had a lot uh, – now is like the biggest transition – that I've probably faced in my life before without even knowing it. You know, I'm going into my last year of college. I really need to figure out where I want to be next year, especially with the economy the way it is right now. Who knows? I need time and space to figure that out in my own head, what I want to do in that regard. And I there's an element of like constant can I do it? can I do it now? Can I do it now? Like, oh, if I get uh, sent home from the middle of Austria, can I do it? Can I do it by myself? If I move to St. Louis and am, am moving into a new apartment, can I do that? I can do it. I think I can do it. Can I fend for myself? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, I've and- seen you fend for yourself on so many occasions. So I, <laughs> I'm fairly confident that you can fend for yourself and for a few others too. Right. I mean, I I agree. That's what it is. It's constantly challenging myself, whether it's subconscious or conscious. Who knows? Maybe I moved out here and I don't – I'm not going to like it or I'm not going to have fun or it's not going to be what I thought and I'm not going to have the open space to think and then I'll accept that and I learned from it. So does the house feel empty or much different or is it just – because it's top of mind that I left a week ago or so. Well, I think that 
and I mean this in all the best ways, <laughs> but you take up a lot of space. Physical, like with stuff or just emotionally? Both. Both. You take up a lot of space. You, uh, I don't know, your, your presence is just very felt at all times. <laughs> I can't explain it. Um, let me just see if I can explain it. Yes, you got stuff that you leave around, but I don't even mean that in a disorganized or messy way. It can be in the most organized way, but so removing any one of us, I think, is deeply felt at this time because of the incredible focus on the home for where absolutely everything is done. I think emotionally you take up a lot of space for me because I think we share so much even if it's a we have a 5 minute interlude in the kitchen cuz I'm working in one room and you're working in another room but I come down to make a cup of tea and we talk for 5 minutes those can be like the five hugest minutes of my day <laughs> you know the um the quality of those 5 minutes the intention in that conversation can be bigger than anything. And so that that's a lot of emotional space. You know, I will also say that having you home, there was some uh, freed up space in my head and my heart because I wasn't worrying about you. And as a parent, we always worry about our kids. I mean, and it doesn't matter how old they are. There's always something in your mind that's making you think about your kids and whatever it is that they're doing, wherever it is that they're living, whatever it is that's going on in their life, there's something that's gnawing at you that you're thinking about or wondering about or worrying about. And so when you're present and we're together 24-7, a lot of that worry wasn't there because I was witnessing everything firsthand and we were talking through, through things firsthand. But now um, all that worry is back. My mind is constantly going, thinking about dozens of things that have to do with you and what you're doing and where you are and how things are going and, and what's going to be next and all, just Lots of questions. I mean, the first, I think it was the first night that you were gone. I think I like woke up in like a panic attack. It was so, and I didn't, there was nothing specific about it. It wasn't like I had lists running through my head and if I just wrote everything down on a piece of paper, I could go back to sleep, which sometimes happens to me. It was more like just my brain just like was wired awake because it was just, so much. There was no one thing. And I think that had to do with the fact that, all right, now I got to start worrying again. I think what happened when the country shut down in March and everybody came home and moved back into their house, you know, families' houses and were virtually shut in for months together, there was a sense of regression for 
those families who had kids who are adults, young adults, like you and your brother. It's like a little bit of a shock for the parents to adjust to, and I'm sure for you to adjust to. And I think that the important thing for me to think about when I think about being sad that you left because I enjoyed your company so much is I think, number one, I made the most of the time that you were home. I think we had a great time together. And number two, it's exactly the way it should be. You're doing what you should be doing. You should be searching for freedom. You should be searching for independence. You should be searching for space and time to think and um, and to, to create your next chapter of you. And that's everything a parent tries to equip their kid with their entire child rearing years is to equip your kid to be able to do what you've done. So I guess I am patting myself on the back because you've gone and done what I would always hope you would be able to do. Yeah. So with the sense of regression, I definitely felt that way. And I also definitely was cognizant of that. So when I came home, I said to myself a thousand times over, I can't regress into my high school state of mind. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not in that same world anymore even. I've done so much since then. I've experienced a lot more. I've learned a lot more. And I, my relationship with my family is different than it was in high school too. So in terms of regression, I actually, I thought I was doing pretty well with maintaining a more independent mindset. Um, but it, it started to get sad when I started realizing those differences and how I was approaching things. So for example, I started noticing things more about the house and um, whether it was physical organization or just generally. And I would make these notes in my mind about things that I want or don't want um, in my house as an adult when I have a family or uh, just an independent life from my childhood home. And it just started to get a little bit sad because all of these things kept building up. But instead of fixing it and molding it into what I wanted to be in my childhood home, I'm like, no, no, that's that's noted. I don't want to have a spice cabinet that's a lazy Susan. I want to have a spice cabinet that's in a drawer, whatever it is. I mean, that's a very small example. And okay, noted for, for future home or apartment. And I, it was like it was forming a backlog kind of in my head. And the longer that I was living at home, the longer that I was like, oh my God, I hope that I can manifest these things one day. Like, what if this never happens? And it feels like the pandemic is never ending. And I thought I was only going to be here for a month, but now it's been five. And I think that was definitely fuel for me needing to kind of have my own place is like symbolism that life is going on. Like, it's okay. Life is happening. You're not stuck. And I think 
as amazing as this experience was, it's a time warp. And you start to feel like, yeah, not even regression, but you're stuck. Like you, your mind's still moving, your body's still moving, you're still maturing, you're working through a lot and figuring a lot of things out, but time is standing still. And I think I was starting to get a little bit scared that, and therefore sad that I would ever be able to put into action all these things that I was getting excited about in kind of a weird way. Mm. I think it's interesting too, because I think parents don't think enough about their behavior and what their young children are observing and picking up. And so some really negative um, qualities or some really beautiful qualities may be modeled, right? And so you have to be careful and smart about that as you're raising your kids because they're watching you. And, you know, I, I feel like as a little girl, you would look at me and think when I grow up, I want to be just like my mommy. And, and I, you know, and now I realize that you don't want to be just like me. There's, you don't want, (laughs) you don't want my level of disorganization, which I appreciate. I I mean, I think lazy Susan's fault, mom. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I can only do what I can do with what I'm given, right? Um, Oh my gosh. I was cooking the other night and (laughs) everything was everywhere. Is going, yeah. Multiple pots and pans, multiple recipes going at one time. I think I was like, melding several recipes. I I was chopping produce. I was doing something with meat, chicken. I like, it was a mess. I was doing something in the Cuisinart. I was probably doing something in the blender. I mean, it was a mess. And I, all I could say to Zach was, Becca would not approve of it. (laughs) So I, I, you know, I appreciate, and I, I think it's kind of cool. Like it's not, you do reach a point in your growing up life where you, yeah, you've observed enough of your, the house that you grew up in to look at around and say, this part I want to take with me and this part I don't, this part I want to do differently when I'm given the opportunity and I know the reasons why. And I think that's really cool. Now, as an adult, I appreciate what you're saying because there are things I walk into my parents' home and I think, I mean, I would, yeah, I think I I wouldn't do that that way or I don't know how they do that or how they live with that. It wouldn't sit well with me and not criticizing them. It's just, we all have different, behaviors or habits or whatever. And yeah, there are certain things that my parents do that I think that just is not, wouldn't work for me the way I live my life right now. So I'm curious in your apartment, where do you keep your spices? They're they're in a drawer. (laughs) And are you enjoying that drawer? I am. It's right next to the stove. All I do is open it up. They're all laying down so I can see what each spice is very clearly. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Good for you. 
Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And I think if you can look past what's going on with COVID and all the horrors and fears and difficulties as a result of the virus and trying to stay safe and, um, you know, it's a beautiful time in your life. Well, I, I do feel like I learned a lot of really, really important things. And I now think back and I worry for my past self if, if this didn't happen and I didn't have the opportunity to exist in the fortunate situation that I have been and come into my house with you guys with an open mind, there are a lot of things internally that I don't think I would have ever come to peace with. So as much as I, I wanted to m- move out to a new apartment at the end of the day, there were a lot of things that I learned about myself and got to have fun with the family that I n- never would have done or got to talk about with you and dad as real people and have real conversations and understand each other on a new adult level that I never would have done. And I feel like this whole new level of respect I have gained. And I think back to even just, you know, if I didn't have these four months, how that would have affected me for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. Because we did have some really adult, intense, emotional, worthwhile conversations during this time. And I'm really thankful for those too. And, you know, you're a beautiful person and you're an intelligent and bright and you do bring a great energy to the, to the table. And, um, and I think that's going to be my high five for you is your, your energy and your enthusiasm and your optimism and your drive. Like it's just, it's really great and contagious and it makes you a lot of fun and it makes you, um, it gives you like a magnetism that is quite admirable. It was like the best high five in the world. Aww. That was a great one. After you said I take up a lot of emotional space, I started to worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if it's that kind of space, I'm okay with it. That makes me really happy. The last thing that I want to say is this was very difficult. I felt like I was being interviewed, and it was a really hard and personal interview because I feel like most of the things that I had to say was – they were just all really hard to say. So I pushed I, you a little bit. I think I you pushed, pushed you a little me. bit. You did. I, and I, 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 also, I wasn't necessarily in like the podcasting mood today. And, but I, I really wanted to podcast with you, but I just feel like I didn't have all my thoughts, you know, what? but I appreciate you pushing me on it. And I appreciate you listening and, I do. I miss you and I love you so much. Oh, I miss you and I love you so much. Thank you for sharing all that. Well, I feel like the high five that I gave last week would have been really good for this episode, but 
I gave it last week, and that was for just being a mom. But my high five for this week is you are on the computer with your microphone and your headphones, and it might have taken a try or two, but, I mean, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. That's what I was saying. I was singing to myself, I'm doing great. I can do this. You can do it. I'm all techno. I barely even helped you. I know. Here I am all. I didn't. I didn't help you, period. And I honestly, I didn't know how this was going to go. I'm all my job. I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it all by myself. I even got into my Google account all by myself. That is the most amazing thing of all. I know. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so that's just you always go into these technological adventures and with so much doubt hanging over your head. It's almost like you have so much doubt that you don't even try. Like you don't even want to try. You don't even want to embark in the situation or get let down because you can't do it. It's like planting flowers, okay? You didn't I think, think that's exactly right. Okay. Okay, good. So thanks for tuning in on Dear Mom. Love daughter. And we'll see you guys next week.